0: Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm John. John, it's great to see you. 2022, first episode of the year, and you're back here in the
1: office with me. Yes, in the flesh and not coughing all the time. It's good to be healthy. It's good to see you again.
0: Yep, and you too. And I hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas podcast. We had a great time pulling that together, even though we were all online. (laughs) <laughs> it was a challenge, mm-hmm. but uh, great editing there, Stuart. Yeah, it it's all good. seemed to go very, very well. So anyway, it's good to see you back. Yes. Fighting fit, all back to normal. Good to see you. Um If I was to ask you mm-hmm. um, what the first thing people always say to us when we talk about the Glasgow motorway system is, what, what do you think that would be? Well, obviously how wonderful it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, aside from that, what else do they always say?
1: <laughs> it's always about... Why did they build all the motorways in the city? Why isn't there a ring road?
0: Why is it not a ring road? Why is it not a yeah. ring road?
1: Yeah. London has a ring road.
0: Yep. So does Manchester. Yep.
1: Why not Glasgow? Exactly.
0: So this month we're going to talk about Glasgow's unbuilt outer ring roads.
1: Yes. Yeah. We've never done that before. No, we haven't.
0: And uh, there's plenty to talk about. There is. It straddles a number of decades, in fact, the proposals, mm-hmm. as we've spoke about many, many times. So we're going to focus on one or two routes that were proposed, mm-hmm. but didn't happen. And we're going to talk about why they didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe we'll even talk about whether they could happen
1: today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we, we're going to give our opinions on these as well, mm-hmm. you know, because it is uh, an interesting sort a little bit short and detail in some areas. It's been a, mm-hmm. a funny one to research, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, Not bec- again, because a lot of these routes were, were at the very early stages of uh, being developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really go much beyond that. That's right. There's not a lot of detail behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the motorways in the in the centre that were always the highest priority mm-hmm. had a lot of detail behind them, even at the early stages. Yes. So we're going to have a look at that. Um, okay, let's kick off then with a bit of background. Mm-hmm. So Glasgow is an interesting conurbation. It is. It's set in a valley between steep hills on mm-hmm. either side. Yep. And to an extent, you've got a wide estuary in the west, mm-hmm. and you've got more hills in the east. Yeah. And the way over to Edinburgh. Okay. So the, the conurbation itself is really contained within this valley, this yes. circular shaped valley. Okay. And historically, all of our major routes A82, A88, mm-hmm. A77, A74, A80, yep. they all converged very close to Glasgow. Yes. And the city centre.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the city centre, at the time, mm-hmm. people were working there. Yes. Living there. Yes. And it was industry as well. Correct. There was lot. It, it is, yeah, people live in the city centre and we mm-hmm. go shopping in the city centre. Yeah. You can imagine all of these different kind of um, zones all within in this in this city centre mm-hmm. box where you don't think Glasgow no. city centre is an industrial place now. Correct. But... I'll hand over to you here to say, you know, that the the time was completely different. Uh, And that's what we have found out.
0: What we need to remember is that the M8 through Glasgow City Centre is a ring road, okay? Yeah. A lot of people don't appreciate that it is actually a a bypass of Glasgow City Mm Centre. So when people say to us, it should have been
1: a ring road, actually, we kind of have one of those already. We do. I think people think of that because it isn't actually a ring. We only got the kind of north and west flats built.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we need to bear that in mind. And like you say, all those various reasons that you outlined, at the time, Glasgow was the centre of the universe as far as this conurbation was concerned. Yeah. There was no out of, shop, out of uh,
1: town shopping centres. So centers. no bright heads, no yeah. silver bins, no forts. So
0: ports. anybody who wanted yeah. a good shopping experience mm-hmm. had to come to Glasgow City Centre. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. There was an element of public transport there, as we spoke about many times. We spoke about the GGTs only a few episodes ago. Uh, a lot of people did those journeys by rail, but an increasing number of people were doing them by car.
1: Yes, okay. as car ownership, especially, started to rise. Yes. you know, in the so forties, fifties.
0: With Glasgow city centre being so clogged up as it was, in journey times, as mentioned again, um, across the city were as much as an hour at times. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in in the peak periods, um, the corporation wanted to speed up journey times across the city they wanted to empty the city center of traffic Mm -hmm. so they could start to bring in the pedestrianization plans
1: okay well this is easy we build a bypass right? exactly yeah right
0: so in the same regard john cullen always said that the closer a replacement route is to the existing route Mm -hmm. the more effective it will be at clearing the original route okay so the closer the m8 was to
1: the a8 yeah, the more effective it would be at taking traffic using the A8 away from it, because you could imagine yourself on that clogged A8. Yes, and then suddenly this new motorway is there. There's yeah. no traffic lights. There's no pedestrian crossings. It's this restricted access highway. It's right yeah. next to it that you you can you can use unimpeded. I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. It's not something that's miles and miles away.
0: Yeah. So that then tied in with mm. the Scottish Office's proposals for a new cross country motorway, and they wanted to replace the A8 across the entire central belt. Okay. And they replaced it with a high quality replacement M8. Mm-hmm. But in places, they're fairly close together. Yes. This is where the justification for inner ring roads versus outer ring roads start to come in. Mm-hmm. And we need to think about it in, a, in the Glasgow conurbation sort of
1: style. Yeah. So everything was in, you're saying like at the time, the conurbation, everything, the Glasgow city centre was the centre of the yeah, universe.
2: The you've
1: got this rural A8 that they've yeah. upgraded to M8 mm-hmm. and you've got this badly congested city centre. Yeah. So what are you going to do here? You're talking about a, 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 a have a, a bypass, a ring road? Yeah. But have it close together so people would, would, would use it in these That's congested right. routes in the centre.
0: Close enough to the main through routes that will mm-hmm. take traffic off them, but not so far away that it's not an efficient, alternative for people, or an effective alternative. Because people might
1: think, oh, you've built this new bypass, it's 20 miles away, it runs clear, but I have to drive 20 miles to it. Exactly. I see your point. Okay. Okay. So, the priority was always to
0: get the major cross-city routes upgraded first. Mm -hmm. So, for the E8, we did the M8. For the E74, we've done the M74. Same Mm with the E77, the E80. All these routes have all been replaced. Mm -hmm. They all still converge fairly near Glasgow city centre, but the purpose of the inner ring road was to take them and then distribute traffic away. Yeah. Okay. So the general theory was at the time was that, yeah, eventually we are going to need some outer ring roads and we had an intermediate ring road and an outer ring road that were proposed in the highway plan and then taken on and developed further by the GGTS Mm -hmm. actually incorporated it within the entire conurbation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, they weren't the first to consider it because even in the Bruce plan in 1945 and in Abercrombie's plan in 1949,
2: mm-hmm.
0: intermediate ring roads and outer ring roads were a key part of those plans as well. Yeah. Okay. And there's a whole number of reasons why we didn't get there and we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. But the development, as I say, was focused on the main routes first. Okay. Yeah. Now, the question is... The routes
1: is, that would provide the most relief and benefit at the time. Yes. Where yeah. the congestion was. So... Let's talk about some of the routes that were proposed. Yes. Okay. And we'll talk about
0: the highway plan first, then the GGTS, and then we'll then talk. We'll do a comparison about if this one had been built versus the M8 or the M74 or whatever, and you'll kind of start to see why the outer ring roads did not get prioritised for construction, or at least that's the hope. (laughs) That's the hope. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. So starting with the highway plan, Mm -hmm. which was the first one that really considered motorways in any detail. Okay. So they took Bruce's and Abercrombie's original proposals and developed them further and mm-hmm. came up with their own system of roads like the inner ring road, the air motorway the Stirling motorway, the Maryhill motorway all these ones we've spoken about many many times before and what they envisaged was this American style system where you had your inner ring road
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then you had the spokes of the wheel coming off
1: That's his spokes, all like a dartboard then, yep, yep, and then they would mm-hmm. then
0: meet the first ring road, the intermediate one mm-hmm. and then you'd have more spokes and then that would meet the outer ring road Okay, And in Glasgow, for the intermediate ring road, what they proposed was, firstly, and this might surprise you a bit, the Clyde Tunnel and its two approach roads. Yep. Okay, so if you think of the western flank of which what is was the going King- to be the middle ring road.
1: Oh, right. Okay, I was going to say the western flank of, of the inner ring, which we have now is like the Kingston Bridge. Yeah, yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. the western flank of this intermediate ring road was the, was the Clyde Tunnel and its expressways on either side. Mm-hmm. So the north approach, the south approach, but also the Crow road expressway.
1: Okay, so okay. That, that is kind of the the upgrade of Barshagri Avenue mm-hmm. and Crow Road yep. and everything. all
0: the yeah. way up through Anniesland Cross, all the way up to Canisburn Toll. Mm-hmm. For the north flank of the intermediate ring, we would have had the Lomond motorway, mm-hmm. which, are, you know, if, you, if you've
1: looked at the plans, you see that that so ends around Canisburn. Just to keep everyone in the loop here, yep. right, because some people might be like, well, where is he talking mm-hmm. about? If you imagine it like a clock, yeah. and we're working clockwise, so where does this Lomond start? So it starts in Drumchapel, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And then it cuts across... Uh, to the like the Mary Hill, and mm-hmm. then where does it go from there? It's so
0: it would skirt all the way around the north of the city centre. That's right. <clears throat> Eventually becoming the North Link Motorway, where it interchanged with the Mary Hill Motorway. So the Mary Hill would would, would turn away southeast and head towards the, the inner ring road, but the, the north flank of this intermediate ring would have continued mm-hmm. around the north of the city centre as the North Link Motorway. Yeah. Now that then w- would be heading for the M80 and the M8 out in the east end, but before it got there, it interchanged with what we would have called the East Link Motorway.
1: Ah, okay. right. Okay, so this is like the equivalent to the, the western side of this where, where it was at yeah. like the Clyde Tunnel. Yeah. yeah, so the East Link Motorway was really a southern continuation of the
0: M80, Stirling Motorway. And it have gone mm. all the way down through the east end of the city on the exact line that the East End Regeneration Route has been built on.
1: So that that new road at Parkhead? End. Yeah. yeah, all the
0: way down through there. Then when it, when it got near Tory Glen, it then turned west... Mm-hmm. and then became a southern flank of the Intermediate Ring as the South Link Motorway. Yeah. And that continued all the way through the south side along roads like uh, Tipwood Road, that's right. um, up through Dumbreck, along the Moss Park Boulevard, mm-hmm. and all the way back to the M8 at the Clyde Tunnel South Approach. Which There's many,
1: many times we've always mentioned that's why it's very wide verges yeah, in yeah. there and stuff like that. Now, yeah.
0: something I should have said before I started talking about all this, is if people want to follow along with what we are talking about, if you go onto the website, Mm-hmm. and you go to org forward slash ggts dash map you'll get the plans on yeah. there and you'll see some of these routes that we're talking about it might actually be quite helpful yeah
1: it's really good and it works on mobile
0: mm-hmm. okay that was the intermediate ring road as proposed in the highway plan yeah they also had a an outer ring road
1: in the highway plan in the did. highway
0: plan but it wasn't a full ring
1: around it was the, like so a, a yeah, so I know what you're going to mention here, but it was more like a big southern orbital. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And it was referred to as the C-ring road. And
1: why was it called C? Is it because of the shape of it? Because that's actually what I assume,
2: yeah, what it's it called, It's
0: because of the shape, and it's like a back-to-front C. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's but, exactly But yeah. that was the that's why. And the C-ring
0: road actually wasn't developed exclusively for the highway plan. It had existed as a proposal all the way back through the 50s, back to Bruce. Mm-hmm. And really what it provided was another ring, Mm. from Harlot on the A726 near Paisley.
1: Yep, I know the place. All
0: the way around through the south side. So Torrey Glen, mm-hmm. um, Thornton Hall, around the north of East Cobride, and then up to the M73. And then originally they then proposed that a dual carriageway would have gone all the way around the north of the city, eventually mm-hmm. terminating on Canny's Toll. Yeah. But what the highway plan did, they took the southern element of it and retained that. Yeah. They changed the northern sections and, and made it part of the intermediate ring as part of the Northlink motorway and, and the, and the Lomond as I've just mentioned but
1: the C-ring was retained in the south That's and right. it would really have come all the way up to the M73 to Bailston. So it kind of yeah it skirts around East Kilbride doesn't yeah. it comes up a but I was thinking that the comparison with the C-ring looking mm-hmm. at it, it's much further away from the city centre than like yeah. the Northlink was.
0: So the C-ring would really would have been an outer ring but only for the south and east mm-hmm. of the city centre. Okay, yeah. so real. If you think about it, if you were coming up from Ayr and you were looking to go to Edinburgh, you could possibly have used the C ring as a as a good alternative. Yeah. There. Exactly. Okay.
1: Now, or if you live in East Kilbride and you you maybe wanted to go through to Nielsen or Barhead exactly. or Paisley, yeah. You know.
0: Now the other proposal there for the, with the C ring at the Paisley end, we know that the county of Renfrew had some proposals to extend that further, hmm. and there was a plan that they had that would have taken the road from Harlot up to the M8 between. Hillington and Paisley Road. So between 26 and 27, they had a proposal for a motorway coming up through there, Mm -hmm. uh, through Hawkhead, joining the M8 roundabout there. That was never popular.
1: No, because I know in later iterations, it went the other side of Paisley, Mm -hmm. didn't it? Kind of interchanging where the A737 is. Yeah,
0: so that was not popular at all. Okay, And that probably fed into the GGTS proposals that then came a bit later, Mm -hmm. a few years down the line. So, will we talk about their proposals now? We will. Yeah. Okay. And again, if you've got the map open in front of you, this will be really helpful. <laughs> so, their intermediate ring road was basically the same as the highway plans. Okay. So, it used the Lomond Motorway, the North Link Motorway, the East and South Links as well. Where they changed was the outer rings. And they were designed in a way to be more beneficial to the conurbation as a whole, where the C Ring really only was going to help the south and east of Glasgow. Yeah, The proposals for their outer roads were actually far more substantial and of much more benefit to the conurbation. Now, thinking about the the ring that they proposed, mm-hmm. starting in the west, so if you came off the north of the Erskine Bridge, yep. you would have been able to continue northwards on the Campsie Expressway. Yes. And that was a road that, in fairness, was never more than a line on a map, mm-hmm. but that would then have provided a northern route all the way around the north of the Conurbation, mm-hmm. joining the M80 yep. near Auchan Kilns.
1: Yeah, it, it continues. I mean, I've I've got one of the maps. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, just to plug our own website here. Good. Using the maps <laughs> of the GGTS on the mobile, mm-hmm. just to make sure they work, just so we're not misleading at all. It actually, um, it goes past like Kirk and Tillich, as you say, and it yeah. goes right all the way around and comes back down to Auchan Kilns. Mm-hmm this is the northern bypass for Glasgow, so to speak. Yeah. However, there's you say it's the lines of the map. It's also only a few sentences as well yeah. from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, what we've been able to garner is this route could have either been a single carriageway or a dual carriageway. It says expressway. Yeah. So I've always been inclined to think this would have been a, a, a dual a, uh, a dual carriageway. Yeah. Full purpose, not motorway, though.
0: From my own conversations with John Cullen, I believe mm-hmm. the intention was that it would have been a limited access, single carriageway route initially, built to modern standards with a nice new modern alignment because you'll know yourself some of those roads up through there are not the best
1: the north north part of town is yeah. very poorly served yeah but it
0: would have been able to be upgraded easily to mm-hmm. you know dual carriageway so the
1: overbridges would have been wide enough yeah and exactly yeah. so
0: that part. was that was the proposal there so i mean it's important to note that the counties of the barton ran renfrew they were all you know giving mm-hmm. The, the suggestions into the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study for what they wanted for their areas as well. And these routes that we were also talking about as being an outer ring road of Glasgow were actually regional and local routes to some of these counties as well. Yep. Okay, so if I give you an example here. So the County of Dumbarton was keen to improve links between Kirk and Tillich, Mulgay and Cumbernauld. Mm-hmm. So that Campsie Expressway...
1: Would have served all that. Would have served
0: that. all that. So although it was going to be an Outer Ring Road or a bypass, it could actually also have been a distributor road for traffic going between these Oh, yeah, major
1: absolutely. It's, it's so conveniently nestled between mm-hmm. them all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, thinking then about where the road was going to go from the M80, it was just going to go straight south. It was going to use the the, the dual carriageway section, of A73, mm-hmm. just south of Cumbernauld that people might be aware of, very high-speed section of dual carriageway, grade-separated. That was the first section... Of the Cumbernauld to Hamilton motorway yeah, that was proposed.
1: But not built as motorway. No, no.
0: no. Um, it terminates obviously just uh, north of the village of Stand, where it goes back to single carriageway A73. However, it should have continued southwards as uh, a, a good quality high-speed dual carriageway route mm-hmm. um, to motorway standards, as we've said, and head all the way for Airdrie. Um, it would have split Airdrie and Cope Bridge in two um, and then continued south towards Motherwell.
1: I think looking at the time, and I mean, Airdrie and Cotebridge have kind of they've become quite conurban mm-hmm. in in a way that they've yep. kind of grown together. There was a gap between them at oh, the yeah. time. At that time,
0: there was a clear gap
1: between you know, the two towns with these stands, and it would have, of course, as you've pointed out to me in the past, and driving these, the the Cotebridge airdrie Expressway would have interchanged mm-hmm. at that point as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we would have continued all the way south to Motherwell. Um, the mm-hmm. motorway would then have joined the existing A seven two three. Between Hamilton and Motherwell, so you know that really high-speed section of dual carriageway between Hamilton and Motherwell that goes under the M74 at Junction 6.
1: Yeah, and this explains why Junction 6 is so massive Mm -hmm. and technical and complicated. It's this big octopus interchange with kind of eight links, and that's that's because it was a motorway-to-motorway connection that was meant to be there, and that's why it's so wide. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. We haven't spoken about that enough. I just wanted to get that in there. But anyway, okay. From there, we would
0: have gone around the west, sorry, east of Hamilton, um, heading towards East Kilbride. Uh, There was an allowance for a connection of a motorway to the Stonehouse Newtown that was eventually cancelled. That's in there. We would then have gone around the south of East Kilbride, roughly where Green Hills Road is now in East Kilbride, Mm -hmm. if you know that area. Wait, did
1: you say the south of East Kilbride? Yes. Because the C-Ring is on a different line here. Oh, yeah, the C-Ring was much further north. That would have been north. So this GGTS proposal with this this motorway is pulling it further south even more. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to fit myself in the thinking of the time. It's like, that's even further away. Because, of course, the new East Kilbride was going to get
0: bigger and the Stonehouse Newtown was going to be in there as well that wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been too far from East Kilbride. So they were thinking about links between those two as well. So that's probably the reason for that. And by that point, they probably had realised that North East Kilbride was going to be developed housing and things and it was probably easier to take that road away from there yeah um from east Bride we continue south all the way across around the south of busby um again heading for harlot on the a726 but rather than heading north from there um as the county of renfrew had originally up through hawkhead and up to the m8 they actually had it going around the south of paisley That's eventually right. interchanging with the a737 linwood Yeah, it
1: kind of dodges the Glenifer Braves and turns Mm -hmm. the corner and it it goes up to the Johnson Bypass. Yep. In basically where where the Lynn, roughly, I'd say, between where the the Link Live interchange is and um, St. James. And it's this massive interchange there Mm -hmm. that they had planned. It's something huge. And
0: then it would then Mm. have continued straight across to the M8. Just towards the so, Erskine Bridge?
1: Yep. Um, in fa- fairness, it's, it would have tied in just, you know where the railway line is very close to the mm-hmm. M8 there? Yeah. It would have tied in on those sections. So between 29 and 29A.
0: Yeah. So the Erskine Bridge would have become, in essence, part of the western flank of Glasgow's Outer Ring Road. Yes. Making it a far um, more and, important and, link than and, it's ever been.
1: And if we just went <laughs> back like 10 minutes, and you were talking about the... <laughs> I've seen the little dig in there. It's fine. I'd <laughs> <And> see... <laughs> the, you mentioned about the Camps Expressway Expressway basically starting at Dalnotta, mm-hmm. which is at the north of the Erskine Bridge. Yep. That's yeah, you can do a full lap of the of the whole of the whole conurbation and yeah. the whole metropolitan area. Yeah. Because it would try and go over the Asking Bridge and then you're on the campus Expressway. Mm.
0: And all three flow links, more or less. More or less. So yeah. so that that was certainly exciting. So the proposals were there. There were proposals for outer ring roads. So a mm. lot of people don't think there were any. Hopefully that answers that they question. They were there. Now we have to move to why they weren't built. Yeah. And uh, if they had been, how would they be performing? Mm-hmm. Do you really think, I'm asking this as a, as a genuine question, thinking of the Campsie Expressway. Yes. Are there really many people who go from Dumbarton to Motherwell that would use that?
1: Um, there'd be some. I don't know. Maybe. But I think if somebody right now is going from Dumbarton to Motherwell, it's a bit of a nightmare. Or I'm more thinking at the moment that we have people... Bear's Den, not Guy. And if they want to go anywhere, mm. it's a nightmare. Yeah. You know, uh, some of these, these other areas around there. So, you know, I've I thought about this and I think that also there's a lot of traffic that could think, well, I could dodge all of this faffing around being stuck at Proven for mm-hmm. hours or trying to fight your way through the, the M74 city centre when all I want to do is go down to, you know, um, bishopton or greenock or i want to go to um uh, was it gilbarkin or something mm-hmm. like that they could just they could go right around the top and dodge it all so you make a very good point
2: mm-hmm. and
1: thankfully because we've got
0: copies of these reports we can see all the traffic survey data now what's clear is that all of these routes mm-hmm. so the intermediate route would have been less busy than the inner ring and the outer ring would have been less busy than the intermediate ring
1: so the further out the quieter you get yeah
0: and we'll see that and the traffic flows on them were are going to be much much lower and it was only towards the end of the time of the study, so in the year nineteen ninety two thousand, that they were looking at that point that the roads were going to become busy enough to justify the construction of these outer rings. And if you mm-hmm. look at the survey data of what they expected to be using them, it was minuscule compared to say yeah. the M eight or the Inner Ring Road or yeah. any of these other sections. So from a priority for
1: construction, uh, they were they view, were lower down, of much course, much lower
0: down. But that's mm-hmm. not to say that they weren't important to the the counties yeah you know so for they've like,
1: seen that as their this is going to be our interregional road you know and, yeah. and it's going to link us up and stuff like that yeah, yeah.
0: but it all came at the wrong time mm. because as we know first of all local government reorganization happened in 1975 so the counties were swept away and replaced with strathclyde region mm-hmm. the funding mechanism for local authorities changed at the same time up to that point there had been grant assistance up to 75 percent had been made available to the councils to build new roads and new infrastructure that was taken away overnight. Mm-hmm. So that severely limited the capacity of the local authorities to build anything more than just basic improvements. And with that funding removed, there was simply no way they could promote it. The Scottish Office made it quite clear quite clear, that uh, they were not willing to fund roads that were of only local or regional importance. They wanted to invest in the major motorway network. Not just in Glasgow, but across central Scotland. Okay, of course, and for them, that was the upgrade of the major trunk roads E8, E77, E74, all these roads. So, all the money that was available went towards that. And when that was finished, and as we know, actually, it took it way longer to finish than it was ever intended 2011, if you look at the ME 8 to the M8, the M64, yeah. Um, there
1: have been huge changes, yeah, by that point. yeah, exactly. the regional council wasn't even there anymore. Yeah. That wrapped up in 96. So, in my view, in my
0: experience from reading everything I've read and the research I've done, mm-hmm. there is basically zero chance that any of those roads
1: were gonna get built. We're gonna
0: get built as mm-hmm. proposed in nineteen sixty eight.
1: Yeah, and we've got to, there's another thing, Stuart, when we've I've noticed when looking at these maps, and I know we've spoken about the flaws of the GGTS when it came to its forecast projections of population. Yeah. It's one of its things but actually, I wasn't alive back then, but I can tell you one thing. It would have been a very different place. Yes. You know, yeah, industry and all these things important in the city centre needed to be served. We're de-industrialised now. Yeah. You know, there's more suburban living now. There's higher car ownership. There's yeah. higher car dependency in yeah. certain areas that require, you know, you've got far more car ownership maybe in some of these places of, of, um, of, of higher affluence yeah. or whatever um, that now really don't have roads suitable for them so it's and and you mentioned as well out of town shopping centers we've got we got traffic generators much further out of town now Mm -hmm. so actually it's almost flipped so now it's like we need to do another highway plan right now but rather than focusing on the center we need to focus outside yeah now the other thing that's key about this whole proposal
0: and Mm. way back we had the podcast where we chris hunt came in and we modeled the the, oh, the, GGTS.
1: The, the the thing of, of uh, decades of arguing we were proven yeah. right.
0: So, it's, <laughs> yeah, so although these outer rings were going to be lower, had lower traffic mm-hmm. flows on them, they were high enough that it actually left the rest of the network congestion free
1: yeah, because it, it was about, HGVs onto them and yeah. everything. So yeah. it was
0: about providing options, I suppose, ultimately, that if one route was clogged up or if there was an accident, you had
1: yes. options.
0: And that's something this conurbation doesn't actually have a lot of. We do. We have it with the M8 and the seventy-four, but they're very close to the centre. Yeah. You don't have much option to bypass further out.
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you're in, is Manchester a good example? Oh,
1: well, Manchester's a, a a complete ring. Of yeah. Of course, but so if you
0: yeah. if you're south of Manchester, you're coming up the M56, and there's an accident on the east flank of the M60,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you want to head. To, to leeds yeah then you can take the west flank and the north flank of the m 60 and head up the m62 that way and avoid it yeah so that you've got that mm-hmm. um but traffic on the m60
1: is insane it's, it, yeah yeah that, there's that
0: <laughs> it's not really benefiting manchester city center
1: no, it's a lot of people going from, you know, the Leeds Bradford area or the A1 yeah. and things cutting across there's a to get lot to North More Wales
0: interurban movement in England yeah. than there is in Scotland. Yeah. Well, because they've got more cities than us. Yeah. yeah. They're moving a lot more people and goods <laughs> yeah. across a much bigger area. Like mm-hmm. if you think of Glasgow, okay, there's a proportion of traffic that goes Glasgow to Edinburgh, Glasgow to Stirling, right? Yeah. But within the conurbation.
1: Mm hmm. Most of it's just hopping about, isn't it? It uh, is. Yeah, Paisley to Coatbridge, Mogai mm-hmm. and this, to Hill. This is what the urban motorway is specialised at. Yeah, you know what I mean for those kind of things. But um, no, I I think sometimes as well. I mean, there's certain parts of town that I think they're very well catered for with that. Yeah. So where we have like where the the Renfrew. Motorways. Now, mm-hmm. uh, the Renfrew Motorway is always trying to be a strategic one, but we, we also have like the M74 corridor, the Monkland corridor, Clydeside Expressway, the M77. But north of the town, Stuart, it is so badly lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing, yeah. you know?
0: Now, let's start doing some what
1: ifs. Yes. Okay. Yes, please. So,
0: let's say we removed the inner ring road. Okay. Okay. But we built the intermediate ring road. Okay. That in my view and in John Collins' view would still have provided a degree of benefit
2: mm-hmm.
1: to the city centre would you have had link and spurs roads going in um, so like almost like um, to dump the traffic somewhere well that's yeah. a wrong, maybe the wrong word but mm-hmm. so that people could, could get access still to the park and ride or public transport yeah. facilities or so would this be a, a, a larger concrete collar
0: I, I think it would need to have been wouldn't it yeah you could have had. So, if you think of that
1: intermediate ring, which okay. is you, what you what you spoke about earlier when yeah. we went all the way from Drumchapel all the way round, yeah,
0: that was not going to help. That would have created a bit of an Edinburgh situation, and yeah. that so people who wanted to get to the city centre,
1: yeah,
0: for shopping or whatever, mm-hmm. and wanted to do that by car, the intermediate ring would have helped a bit. But you would have been getting dumped on surface streets like Gallagher, Edinburgh Road, Paisley Road West. And you would then need to have made the last leg of your journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: on a narrow city centre street. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't have, ach- have achieved the objective of the corporation, which was to empty the city centre of traffic. So there would probably still have been a degree of traffic cutting through. You also would still have had your local movement, say, going mm-hmm. from Great Western Road to Deniston. Yeah, exactly. Head. Yeah. And a and, and high proportion, and people don't realise this a high proportion of traffic on the inner ring road even now is local journeys. Yeah. And it's a high enough percentage that mm. it seriously contributes to the congestion on the inner ring road.
1: It does. We said you know, it's been that downright lethal mix of, yeah. of local, regional and strategic traffic. Mm. Because it's a mm. bypass
0: and a, distribu- a distributor. Yeah. It's not just one or the other. Okay, so the intermediate ring had it been built we could have taken the inner ring road out. I don't think it would have made a huge... Huge difference to the city centre. Wouldn't have been as convenient to get about, and we would probably have been a bit more Edinburgh like in the way that we are today. Yeah. And maybe we would have had actually maybe it would have encouraged more park and ride
1: around Could that intermediate ring. More, more park and ride, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. Um the, the only thing is sometimes um back then I think maybe it would it would have stifled the city to a degree to mm-hmm. not have that inner ring. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, when we're all thinking about the the realm you mm-hmm. know, like uh, urban realm and all these types of things like that. Plus it would have it would have made a, a, an easier environment for them to modify now. But, mm. and this I think is a, a valid point, the city centre's gain
0: would have been the south side's loss. So you think about where the South Lake motorway goes, Scrap yes. Bungo, and it well, led to the creation of the uh, to the conservation area there. That's right. Uh, Queen's Park. Mm-hmm round about Hamden, Prospect Hill Road, you know, all these routes round about there in the south of the city. In the East End, uh, slightly easier to build in the East End because at that point, a lot of the housing that we now know in the East End wasn't quite there and they had the empty yeah. railway line uh, that they, they were going they to use. Under,
1: they underwent huge redevelopment in the East End in the last yeah. kind of 10, 15 years. Yeah. yeah, But also thinking of the, the, the outcry about the proposals to
0: grade separate Land Cross,
1: mm-hmm.
0: never went ahead. The completion of the Crow Road Expressway, um, mm-hmm. you know, between Jordan Hill and only Crossing with a section here that's still single four rather than dual. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of outcry there. So we don't actually get the full ring. Moss Park, uh, the boulevard, run right about the south of the park
1: there. Yeah, very wide. You can see yeah. where they could fit that through there. But
0: nobody wanted the road coming through there either. Nobody mm. wanted the road going through Cardonald. So there's a large proportion of that intermediate ring road mm-hmm. that was never popular. No. Now, okay, you could say that the MA isn't popular. m is not popular now. But in, in the 60s in the 70s, the only section of M8 that generated any adverse publicity was the Charing Cross section. Yeah. All the rest of it was built through basically either empty or undeveloped land. Now, mm-hmm. OK, there's a whole other debate about people being moved out of areas for comprehensive which, development. Which
1: we cover extensively.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But if you look at where the comprehensive development areas were, yep. there weren't so many of them for the intermediate ring. So no. it wasn't going to be so
1: easy to clean That was good old fashioned compulsory purchase. Yeah. You weren't gonna yeah. have
0: the blank canvas to put new roads in. Mm. So you were gonna to have to demolish those nice houses to down a Tipwood Road and, and places like that.
1: I mean that's right. I mean one of the things I looked at is there was some things they were trying to do on that South Link. And mm-hmm. see at Queen's Park. Yeah. It went through Queen's Park but it went under it. Oh yeah, it was in tunnel. It yeah. was in tunnel, uh in in some sections, but look, let's let's put it this way, it would have been um pretty pretty um what's a good word to you, changeable mm-hmm. on, the, on the environment. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the people living there. And dare say, could have caused a lot of severance. Yeah. As we spoke, when we were poring over the map, Stuart, before we, we started this, we thought about, oh, how could we actually build this? You'd have to bury the whole thing, Yeah. yeah to oh, be right. honest with you. it, it would. Be... And it would
0: have ended up costing three, four times as much as the M8 did. Yeah. So the other, so, so really that sort of thing, now, there's a whole proportion of people out there, let's be honest, who hate roads of any kind mm. who are never going to be happy with road construction
2: yeah. um
0: so you're never going to convince someone that one option was better than the other when it comes to motorways in an urban area because mm. to some people they're just you know the, well, the wrong
1: thing y- yeah that's i mean well i think it, it the rational minded of them if they're anti-road they're like i don't we, we understand the needs of these things but we don't want them anywhere near towns yeah. um you do get the 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 kind of banana type people which are like build nothing anywhere near <laughs> anything do you know what I, I mean some words <laughs> <laughs> do you know so it's like, it's like you cannot build anything anywhere it is an acronym that yeah. I'm totally butchering but they don't they they don't want us to be um they're like anti movement yeah. so to speak but they are a minority that's an <clears> extreme kind yeah. of thing but I think a lot of people when they look at these things is we know we understand the need for roads we do and these kind of high quality routes but keep them out of time. yeah
0: so the intermediate ring then, really what you can see is that half of it could probably have been
1: built fairly <laughs> easily. The north the north flank is a very different animal. Because uh, it was entirely agricultural. It was. And the Lomond motorway, which goes through some of these areas, you can even still see where that could go. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Aye, so the Lomond and the North Link were going to be easy to do. And a, a proportion of the East Link was going to be easy to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: that then crucially misses out the southwest corner of the city. So for that traffic coming in from Paisley, Renfrew, Greenock, Port Glasgow, looking to head east, north, south. Mm -hmm. where would it go yeah so the intermediate ring and thinking of the difficulties there perhaps wouldn't have worked just so well although you could have had the m8 come in as far as cardonald and then scutted around technically feasible which is why all these traffic engineers came up with in the first place Mm -hmm. and if it had existed in the inner ring section didn't probably would work okay at the expense of the city center but it'd probably be
1: all right yeah no i agree with you um just, you know, looking at the maps and what-if scenarios and and stuff like that. Ah, I don't know, Stuart. I mm. think what we have now with with it is, is I'm, I'm maybe I'm just so used to the, the the inner ring road that we have now. I just couldn't imagine them building that south link. Yeah. To be honest no. with you. So that moves us on to the the outer ones and, yeah. and what ifs and stuff like yeah. that. What if they never built the M8 in Glasgow at all, and um, it really <laughs> it it stopped say at Ballochton. Yeah. And and you had it round there. So again, the, the important thing to remember here as well
0: is even cities with th- full motorway standard outer ring roads like London, Manchester, mm-hmm. they still have motorways and dual carriageways within the centre to move traffic about. So yeah. thinking of London, you've got the M4
1: and the, the A40 M- and the A2. Yeah. So the A40. Okay. All right. I, I'm sorry to be technical about this. You have you have a few. You have the M1. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have um, the M11. Yeah. You had the, A4- the A40 Westway, which was actually A40M, but all these got downgraded. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the East Cross Route and the Blackwall Tunnel South approaches and all those kind of. Thing. You're right. You actually you can't get away from having no. big high quality routes in yep. town. You so know? it's like
0: so one has got the M25, mm-hmm. but it, it's complemented by other routes yeah. to improve access to the centre. Manchester's the same. Hmm. It's got the M602.
2: And yes, the
1: A-58M? <laughs> yes, 57 M, A-57M. 57M. And um, these kind of things. That, so that's you're talking like the Mancunian way. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got these two routes in there. So they, and it's they got a ring have,
0: road, a dual carriage with ring road as it well. Has. It has.
1: It's got a kind of like a, an inner ring. It so
0: you still mm. need some kind of improvement to the road system. So I always remember John Cullen saying, actually, that if the m if the motorway hadn't happened, mm. that, they would likely still have pushed for, for something akin to the Coventry Ring Road.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, something
0: like that. There would still have been a, a an bypass. All purpose of this, Yeah, type. an all-purpose dual carriageway bypass of the city centre. Yeah. You know? No. um, That's what they would have pushed for. But, okay, so coming back to the discussion, if we built nothing except the outer rings as proposed in the GGTS, mm-hmm. how would the conurbation be working?
1: Okay, well, what I think is, at the time... I, I, I don't think it would have helped the city centre at all. I don't think a heck of a lot of journeys would have gone in and this outer ring probably wouldn't have been used so much. Yeah. But what it would have done is it it would have encouraged um sprawl. Tremendous sprawl. Oh, yeah. Because you would find that that route would be completely built up around mm-hmm. it. Distribution centres, yep. um, industry, housing developments, things like that. There'd be more junctions built on because it'd be convenient. So what you would have done is you would have actually sucked the the vibrancy and the population and the money out from the center because everyone's like, that's a nightmare. We can't get into that. But hold on, there's this brand new um, ring road. Your Silverburn
0: might have actually been much further south, round about like... Mm-hmm. like Neilston or something like that you know much further south near the, the ring
1: this was you know the aberdeen western peripheral route yeah because you're not allowed to call it bypass this was some of the criticism people had about that it's very far out yeah and all it's going to do is it's going to draw <clears> things <throat> out of aberdeen yeah. and stuff and, and put them on this lovely new high quality route and of course you know? the thing
0: about the Aberdeen Bypass is a good example, just like the Edinburgh. It's designed for strategic traffic that's going from the south to the north and the north to the south. that has got no business in the city centre. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what was the thinking behind some of these motorways as well. But when you start to think about our conurbation, right, mm-hmm. and you compare it with some of the others. So, again, I'm thinking about the M60. It's quite common for someone to go from Liverpool to Leeds. Yeah. And the M60 works phenomenally well for that. Mm-hmm. Because you can come up from the west, you can nip around the loop and then head out northeast towards Leeds, right? Mm-hmm. And likewise if you want to go from Lancaster down to say what's south what, Stockport. Yeah. Right? It works very well for that. The Glasgow Conurbation is kinda different. It's almost isolated.
1: Yeah.
0: There's nothing major to the north, the south or the west. That's right. right. Uh, that's why I always said
1: <clears throat> you can be on the wrong side of the city, strategically on yeah. the right side. Because if you, like, I used to live in the west of Glasgow, whatever you're doing, you're fighting through yeah. all that traffic yeah. to get to the rest of the it's world.
0: Like, okay, so we've got Stirling and we've got Perth and we've got Edinburgh, right? Mm. But the primary movements in our conurbation are, you know, are within it yeah. rather than through it. And that's kind of the problem that we, our other major built up areas are quite far away yeah. from. You know, and they're not big. They're not huge. They're yeah. not. It's not a Leeds and a Sheffield and a Liverpool and a and a Chester and a Warrington and all these huge <laughs> towns and cities or around yeah. about a major area. We have one city in the middle, and a road that is basically going through the part of it that's busiest. Mm-hmm. You know that people need to get to the most. Yeah. So that's kind of the point. So these outer rings. So really, the point I guess I'm trying to make is that I don't think the outer rings on their own for Glasgow wouldn't have worked. It really mm. wouldn't have helped the situation. Because if you were in Paisley and you wanted to go to Edinburgh, you're not going to have to want to go all the way around the south at East Go Bride. It's circuitous. Yeah, isn't it would have it? been yeah. far more mileage, which would have meant far more fuel burned, mm. which would have you know, which wouldn't have been very sustainable anyway.
1: Well, you would have gone, Oh, I'll just <clears> go through the middle, yeah. You no. would have just have gone through the middle. You would have went back to the old A eight and you would have continued to use it. But this is at the time, this argument. Yeah. But say this all magically, we open our curtains and blinds tomorrow and boom, we've got a full 360-degree yep. uh, circumference kind of ring road around the city. you jump on it and you of course you'd use it because you know obviously the roads are so busy now in certain areas and if you wanted to use those things, you probably would now. But would it know? be effective? I mean,
0: right, so, I, so if I want to go from, say, Motherwell... Mm-hmm. to Glasgow City Centre, that outer ring road is of no benefit No, no, whatsoever. no. You'd,
1: you'd still take the 74.
0: I would need to use the A74.
1: Yeah. No, I'm talking as if if you have it now, you have the full complement. Oh, the whole lot. So,
0: yeah, if you've got everything, that's great because you've got yeah. multiple choices. But what we're talking about is if mm-hmm. we only had the outer ring roads yeah. and nothing else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so the M74 would have ended at Motherwell coming from the south onto the outer ring and mm-hmm. then you would then have had nothing until you got to the M eight right yeah. out at Bishopton almost. You yeah, know? I
1: mean I suppose it'd be handy if you're going from one if you if you're going to completely the opposite end, I suppose, yeah. or something so like that. So if I was going yeah. from Motherwell to Paisley, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah. But if I'm trying to go from Motherwell to Glasgow City
0: Centre or Motherwell to
1: That's tricky. Yeah, that yeah. becomes
0: much more difficult. And again, it comes back to the point. Glasgow was the center of the universe as far as yeah. they were concerned. Specifically
1: the city center, all the yeah. industry there. That's mm-hmm. where people wanted to go shopping. So that's where we built the roads. Yeah. To get for it. Now, <clears> you <throat> remember ages ago, I went to Texas. I went to Houston. Yeah. Do you know the way they built their system? It's exactly the same. The inner ring road and inner box was done first. Mm-hmm. You know, then they, they done, um, you know, the loop. Yep. Yep. And then they done the beltway, mm-hmm. and now they're building the the outer ones because that's got all the. So actually, they're doing it in almost the same. So they built the, the inner ones first to yeah. go out. So it's not that strange, really. No, you know,
0: it, there's practice, particularly in America, for that style, of course. And a lot the Glasgow system had its origins yeah. in that that sort mm. of system as well. So yeah, it, mm, it's an interesting one. As I say, there's always going to be people who are going to say, "I think the M8 is ridiculous. It shouldn't have happened," from a traffic Functionality point of view, it's in the best place for it. It's in the place it needed to be to be the most effective. Yeah. You know, to replace the old pragmatic that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And if you take it away, well, someone else needs to suffer because, all right, we want to discourage people from driving. We want people to get out of their cars and use public transport more. Mm -hmm. But there's still the movement of goods.
1: you know yeah and, and businesses you know there's so many yeah. LGVs and, and things like that yeah. on the roads as well so yeah absolutely. way
0: more white white vans on the road than there ever were before Well, the deliveries and things mm. that are happening nowadays and that has generated a huge amount of traffic. So people talk about the convenience, yeah. All right, so Glasgow City Centre, the retail's dying off in there as it is across the country. Mm-hmm. People are sitting in the houses conveniently getting delivered to the door. But rather than them taking their car into Glasgow to pick it up, there's now a van in the road that's bringing it to their door instead. So there's still Look, traffic generated as a result you know, of that
1: change. I'll tell you this. This is. A, can I give you a little anecdote about um, McDonald's and East Cabride? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I... I've noticed this change in the last year or something like that is McDonald's places have always been very busy mm-hmm. for traffic they, they often sometimes back up onto the street and stuff yeah they are very very quiet and there were hardly any customers in there yeah um, just Deliveroo and Just Eat drivers mm-hmm. everywhere yeah and then they were all getting into their little cars and yeah. going off and doing things I don't know how many orders these guys take but what we have done is yeah for sure enough people are not driving to these places we're getting so many more deliveries same way with amazon yeah but still somebody has to be on the road putting these things out you know Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit more efficient because you've got one guy and all the parcels and stuff but then
0: i i read a piece of research somewhere and i kind of remember where it was that actually said that most of the most of this stuff that's been generated with delivery and just eat Mm -hmm. are people who wouldn't have had a car to drive to mcdonald's in the first place
1: they would have walked
0: they would either have walked or they just wouldn't have gone so it's made it more yeah. convenient for people who don't necessarily have access to a car. Yeah. Right. So this is interesting. Still, interesting. Yeah. So there are so the research that I was reading was that the, the very small proportion of people who would have traditionally used the drive through have mm-hmm. stopped. You know, the, on the whole, those folk are still turning up, mm-hmm. but these these folk who live in flats and things who maybe don't have access to parking and they don't have a and car. Dollars miles away. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I'll just order it now.
1: And sure enough, it, yeah. it, it turns up. Yeah. I don't, you know. I don't, it's uh, maybe it's a it's a good thing so everyone can enjoy junk food, uh, but then again, uh, from a public health kind of thing, it's a whole different matter. But yeah, mm. I see what you mean. Very very interesting that um, to be honest, certain yeah, it's created more journeys. Right. Okay. Let's sum up. Let's sum up.
0: Would the conurbation be any better if we had only had the outer ring roads?
1: I think we can definitively say no. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, my, my view would be that if we had the, the outer ring roads on their own would be completely insufficient, given the nature of the conurbation mm. that we live in. The intermediate rings would have been effective to an extent, probably creating a situation kind of similar to what we have in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. but the city centre would have suffered as a yeah. result of that. But on the on the other hand,
1: the buildability of much of the intermediate ring actually wasn't great. It wasn't feasible. No. Yeah. Um I think it was one of these ones that maybe just to, just to give them their corner is all the, the anti-M8 lobby, yeah. uh, particularly of the urban sections. Mm-hmm. I suppose they, they they would have not had this problem, would they? It would never have been there in the first place if we had the intermediate yeah. rings. you know.
0: But there probably would have been something else. Possibly, was, yeah. yeah.
1: Some wide dual carriageway snaking mm-hmm. through it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: all interesting. And while traffic is at the levels that it's at and has grown over the last 50 years, it's quite difficult to imagine anything. Other than that, and I know there's reduction targets mm.
1: and things there now, but, you know, there's something about Glasgow, with the exception of the north, I look at it, and the whole the whole metropolitan area, and overall, I've got good journey options. Yeah. You can't, you don't say that for many cities. That's true. It's very true. It's a yeah. network, mm-hmm. you know, that seems to work. It's a proper
0: well. planned network that yeah. caters for the local, the regional, and the national movements.
1: So I can only say that they've probably done it the right way, um, mm-hmm. but I, I'll i go back to some other points. We are getting at a point now where it's very high traffic levels, and if there is even talk about ever removing the motorways or, or restricting their capacity in some way, you need to offset that by having some kind of outer outer roads.
0: Or a significant reduction in traffic. Mm-hmm. Good viable alternatives that people can use. Get but they never do
1: areas. this. They always, this is the public transport and certain, so, but it's just expensive and, and awful. Yeah. So you know, it, you need to cater for these these movements elsewhere. And if that's been the northern bypass that I lobby for so much, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the followers on Twitter, Alistair McKay, had uh, had asked about Rotterdam as a good example of a city that had its outer ring road mm-hmm. built, uh, and compared, and, and he, he was interested in what we would think about that versus. Versus Glasgow, I had a look at Rotterdam, and I I put Glasgow in it side by side. So it seems to me that from its from the west side of its uh, ring to the to the east side, it's approximately seven miles. Mm -hmm. Now that's more or less the same as the distance between the Kingston Bridge and the M seventy three. From the north to the south flanks in Rotterdam, it looked to be it's about five miles. Okay, five six miles. In Glasgow, the distance between the maximum distance between the M eight and the M seventy four is about three miles. Okay, so we're a bit closer in that in that regard, okay? So Rotterdam looks like it's a really good place, so you can actually see the outer ring sitting. But when I actually zoomed in and had a look in detail, I saw that they had a good network of city centre routes as well. Many of them in underpasses, you know, like cut and cover yes, tunnels. Yes, I'm
1: looking at the maps yeah. just now. And yep. a lot
0: of them are free flow links as well. So... Alistair, it's it's kind of difficult to compare because it looks to me as if they do actually have a good network of inner city roads as well that caters for movements. It's just that their motorway standard motorway class routes are a bit further out, but really no much further out, not much further out than uh, than ours. Mm-hmm. With regards, you know the M seventy three M eight. It's just that the positioning of ours <laughs> kind of puts it more to the yeah. to the middle and, and and east of of the city rather than you know entirely around it. You know, mm-hmm. if you could lift the whole network up and move it away from the city centre, move it westwards, and stick it down again, you know, it would more or less fall into where the intermediate rings are in yeah, the highway more, plan and the G T S. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rotterdam was a good was a good one to look at. But again, I was interested to see though that they do still have wide urban roads in the city centre i was expecting like the typical sort of dutch town like like thinking of like uh, like bruges in belgium where there's just like no traffic in the city Mm centre and you've got a really good you know ring road on the outside i think maastricht is the same you know Mm -hmm. a lot of these dutch towns you know very well served by you know motorways connecting the main cities and towns but very little in the in the center itself Uh, Mm -hmm. i know amsterdam's like that um but yeah so yeah interesting
1: yeah, no, it, it certainly is. It we'll, certainly uh, will have impressed all our Dutch listeners
0: by mm. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we have at least one. We have at least uh, one, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Any any other points you would like to make?
1: Not really. I mean, it was this this other one where I, I just said, look, we have a, a quite a good network here that, that seems to work quite well in certain areas. There is definitely opportunities for improvement in the north of the town, that's all I'm going to say. Mm, yeah, you know? to the north. It would yeah. be quite nice, as you say, to go from Motherwell to Paisley quite easily. You know, it is a pain having to go all the way. It's like I always felt living west of the city a bit cut off, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got one option, the Renfrew motorway. Yeah. I've got go <laughs> through there, and that is a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know?
0: I, it's, it's a good example. I mean, a few weeks ago, we posted um, copies of the, the Edinburgh City Bypass booklets somewhere. Mm-hmm. And some, there was a couple of people started complaining about the Edinburgh City Bypass and the traffic mm. it generates, but the Edinburgh City Bypass was built for through traffic. It was built to bypass mm-hmm. the city. It was for but people going term, from the east to the
1: it, west. One of the arguments I've had of, of, of several engineers who... It's, a, it's actually a distributor road as well. Mm. You know, and it is because it's it's got a lot of junctions on it. Yeah, It has the M25 <clears throat> problem. in the, the, It's an encouraging route. But you're right, it is. It connects you with the A1. It connects you to the M8. You yeah. know what I mean? It's to get people across from there.
0: Remember what John Cullen always told us. We mm-hmm. didn't build motorways at a cost of millions of pounds so that no one would use them.
1: You'd build them. What so would they, be the point? Yeah.
0: A busy motorway
1: is, is a working what? motorway. It is
0: is what he would say, but he was very much of his time. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's generational. True. It's thing. true. You yeah. don't spend 400 million building, the equivalent of 400 million building a motorway system and then hope no one uses it. It's going to generate traffic. Mm-hmm. That's the point of it. Yeah. But other because areas benefit from that.
1: Yeah, because the traffic is drawn on to them, yeah. you know.
0: That's kind of the point. And that's all we can
1: say.
2: That's I often think. lost these days. That that uh, <laughs>
0: that thinking.
1: Um, I know. Because you need you need to take people and show them this alternative universe with these things. It's, aren't it's they? very
0: difficult to have measured, reasonable debate on social media with people um, these days. Quite. People are very clear and polarised in their views. You either are are so against social... something or for it. You can't yeah. have a, an open-minded view.
2: Mm,
1: well, it's what they say about fanatics and extremists. They're always so sure about things, and those that are mm-hmm. knowledgeable. Are always doubting. It's not a good thing. Yes, but indeed. social media tends to do that.
0: Well, but listen. These these are just our ramblings on it. I, of course, I hope you found it useful based on our own experience and research and things about the, the intermediate and outer rings and the like. You know, no doubt, some people disagree completely with what we've said. We're mm-hmm. interested to hear from them. Yeah, it would be good to do a follow up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to to gauge people's thoughts and, and have a wee discussion on that. Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of more a lot more interesting podcasts coming up this year. Um, if you have get any topics that you would specifically like us to cover
1: yes like, i haven't requested that in a while i mm. used to say this yeah and you know we are there's so many things still to talk about but you know so the the floor's over to you guys and it's like um stuart and i know about these and talk about these things but if there's something you feel we're not covering ask us as go anything you want us to talk about to do this kind of thing we'd, we'd love to do it
0: yeah oh definitely
1: to so suggest some stuff
0: yeah, and it's actually I think this this is the fifth year of our podcast series. No so we started way. in twenty eighteen, so this is year five. So it's four years ago just now we started. So this is this is like the fifth series of podcasts. I suppose the way it's yeah. fallen, isn't it? Yeah. And of course there's way more than you what know. have I done with my life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good opportunity actually to to thank the sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Andy and the team at Eastford Excavations and Nigel and the team at HBS you know who helped keep this. Go we make
1: this possible, so yeah. thank you very much, guys. So
0: thanks to them, and of course, all fifty odd episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you could, <coughs> Excuse me, anywhere else you'll find your podcast series. <laughs>
1: Are you okay there, Stuart? <laughs> Just too much talking now, I right? think. It is. It's getting to that time. And don't forget about social media as well. We've got some fantastic posts now on Mondays, the Then and Now series. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yes. Oh, yes. We've got some new features. We're, we're trying some new things. We've got Then and Nows on Monday. Yep. We've got aerial photos on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We've got car spotting on Thursday. Yes. So that's that's our new week. And we've got other posts. Caters for all the in
1: different in people. In yeah. yeah. So it's a new regimen. But yeah, Facebook. Mm-hmm. um instagram as well the yeah. one i always forget about mm-hmm. and um twitter so yeah, all of these things are kind of replicated across there so you know go on get your daily fix
0: yeah absolutely and remember leave a review on the podcast mm-hmm. it's always good to hear from you see what you think we're still on five stars <laughs> that's good <laughs> must be doing something right
1: oh well i'm glad to hear it yeah okay and anyway we'll see you very soon but yes. thanks for listening thank you very much bye-bye
2: bye